Hello and Hello. welcome, welcome. <laughs> to To Be Blunt, the podcast. <laughs> I am Jody. I'm Stevie. Stevie's here and we also have Mitchell, who's our sound engineer, I guess. What are we calling him? Yeah, I mean, once He's we get here more too. professional equipment, yeah. <laughs> then we'll he get will there. be. But for the time being, he's, he's a... here. Hello. Yeah, Mitchell. There we go. Okay. Yeah, he's he's more of a witness yeah. right now. Mitchell, our resident witness. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, yeah, so so welcome to the episode. Yeah, episode one. Yes. Oh, this is going to be our first. Episode one. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> our, our whole premise is that we hit this bong, which you heard as our intro noise, and we talk. That's That's our thing. And mostly our discussions <laughs> involve around uh, paranormal, UFOs, conspiracy theories, and true crime. Kind of all things right. strange and unusual. Just, just really odd shit that we find fascinating. We're going to try to research it and then um, present it to you in this setting. Yeah. And we'd love to hear your feedback. I really love to hear what people think or what they've heard about it. This is our so first episode. Angles. Yeah. yeah. So if you ever feel like commenting, please do. Do not hold back. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's, <laughs> let's get into it. There was, we were, okay, I don't know how to start this. The other night, the mm-hmm. three of us were down by the river mm-hmm. underneath yeah. a highway bridge. And there was a train accident. Tell, it was surreal, absolutely surreal. I don't know how to tell it. Do one of you want to tell it? Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> we were sitting by the river in our town and there is the train tracks on the other side of the river from where we were and we walked way down to get almost right next to the river we went down there there's a group of us we're all smoking and then we hear the train coming we're like oh cool like the train's coming yeah it's a it's a nightly thing in our town to hear at least like what two trains two or three it's a pretty regularly used track yeah I, like every day I hear at least two. Yeah. So um, I don't think I even notice them anymore. They're so I'm so used to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh so we're like, oh, it's just the train. Very cool. Now we get to see it and it's super close because it's right on the other it side of the river. So close. So this train goes by and it makes the first honk because it's about to go through that crossing. Right. So I saw it slowing down and I was like, what the fuck? And I think you saw it too, right, Mitchell? Yeah, one of the our friends who, who we were with at the time, we had gone up to the edge because there's a railing, like, where the river was at where we were standing at the time, and we were just, like, looking at it because it was just rather It was unusual. Strange. Yeah. yeah it, and then as it slowed down, it came to a stop. It stayed at a stop for a second, and then it started moving back. And that's when you came on to me. the track. And, and we started flipping our shit because... Trains, it's an unusual spot for it to stop. We were theorizing. Stevie was like, well, the, the things that are being transported on the train have to get off of it somewhere. So we were thinking, like, maybe it's an unloading spot. But it was blocking a bunch of streets. Like, we couldn't get to our car because of where it was. Um, so we were like, no, that doesn't make sense. Or, like, maybe it had to cool down. But then it started backing up. Yeah. And we're like, holy fucking shit. And then, yeah, and then after a second of it backing up, and we're all aware and kind of watching it and, like, figuring out, like, what? Yeah. Like, theorizing? We hear another fucking train from down, 
far away from like in the same direction this one came there's another one coming and it's tooting its horn and ours is tooting and it's we can feel it like it's getting so close where we can feel it and the other the first original train has stopped again so it like backed up stopped it's like now we're like there's a problem like something's wrong and then this other one starts coming yes and then i was also saying at the time i was like guys no there has to be two different tracks yeah backed up to go on to a separate track yeah so that the other one could go by and you guys were like no that's not a thing and i was like i'm pretty sure it's a thing i've never seen it back up though um, and then it would have had to like pull weird. forward right? they definitely did something to get out of the other train's way there was something or that train was just on a completely different track that was close because and that one was one weird a little later on we'll explain this to you guys yeah but um jody a little later on remember how we walked up yep. closer to see and yeah. there was another track yes 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 so i think it was on two separate tracks and I think it backed up because of what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That doesn't make sense because then it would have had to back up a lot I think of the it, went, way. it started to go into the tunnel, though. So I think it backed up to get up and out of the tunnel. But the transition. Okay. <clears throat> because I, the driver. I so mean, that's the one theory. The conductor has to get out of the train. And yeah. Oh, the oh, my God. That's so right. Because of where it happened, how far away the tunnel is it taking a mile to stop? By the time they stopped it, the conductor would be in the tunnel. <gasps> I feel so bad for the conductor. Oh my fuck. Anyway. So, yeah. So, I thought we see the lights of the second train hitting the the last cart of the first train. And it's like milliseconds before it's supposed to hit. And I think I'm like holding Stevie's hand at this point. We're just like waiting. And then it glides right past it. And we're all like, fuck. Yes. Yeah, that one stops as well, too. Because they didn't let it go into the tunnel for a bit. Did it? Did that one yeah, stop? That did. One's, yeah, that one. Yeah, I didn't remember this. They had, they had alerted it because it like stopped in the town. Like it didn't go oh. as far as the first train because they're like they knew they'd hit something. Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden, probably maybe not even five minutes later. Yeah. We hear sirens and we start to see all of the police the lights, red, the blue, and all of that coming towards it, and we're like, "What the fuck has just happened?" And this is on the other side of the river, like up the roads. Like from our vantage point, we can see down some of the streets, and we see yeah all these lights. So we're all discussing it in a group, and we see that the police cars um, are still there. There's people outside searching with flashlights at this point, which was really scary. Yeah. That's when I knew what happened. And then there was. Ugh. Uh, firefighters came and then uh -huh. so did paramedics yeah. and so we're like okay we need to get out of here yeah. so we we put our drugs in a trash can <laughs> yeah to hide them and then we, we thought they were going to try to talk to us <laughs> scared yeah because we kind of witnessed it we were right there yeah, I mean we didn't witness it but we but were... we could have known something yeah like I'm surprised they didn't try to talk to us yeah. I think they're too obligated Frazzled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so much going on so we are trying to get back to our car at this point. So we have to go up out of the woods, which is a while, and then over on top of the highway bridge that we were just under mm -hmm. and cross it. And we go to Insomnia Cookies, which happens to be like right across the street from where it happened. So we walk right by. Yes. Well, while we were on the bridge to crossing, I was stopping. You and I were stopping. <gasps> yes. Because oh, we, we, saw have, we were right above where it happened. We the, could see everything. The train was right under us, and we mm -hmm. could see people with flashlights walking Looking around. at the tracks. So we were trying to train. figure out in which directions the police with the flashlights were going, because that's obviously where, where we want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yes. But at the same time, that's where whatever happened, happened. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And we were, were really, really hungry. We were driven by the munchies, so we went to uh, Insomnia Cookies. And Yeah, what were you going to say, Mitchell? I was going to say that Bobby and I both came to the conclusion that if either of us saw it, though, we would, like, be so put off for a long yeah. time. 
that like we just like can't do that. Yeah, I could tell Bobby was off. We were like, so, so I'm I I'm still put off by the whole. It was that a lot. Is so weird. So just terrible. We went to Insomnia Cookies. Ate her cookies, sat outside for a little bit, and that was about a street up and over. It was one block away. Yeah. From where everything was going on. So we could still hear all of the sirens and stuff, mm-hmm. but in the background we could also hear the bar playing salt and pepper. So yeah. <laughs> it was it's an interesting mix. So all of that is going on. So we're getting a weird mix of sirens knowing something's wrong with the train and then like club the club. music. <laughs> so many people are just unaware of what just happened. Yeah. So we end up needing to go back to our car and our car is parked right on the other side of the uh, fire fire truck. So we're obviously going to have to walk past it. So we go down and we get on the other side of the street from where the police cars are and the fire trucks are. I mean, they're so close. We just have to cross the street and we can touch them. We're walking in the scene, yeah. So (laughs) Jody and I, (laughs) being natural true crime fans, are like, Let's get closer. We need to see it. I need to know. <laughs> so her and I split away from the whole group and walk up past the police cars onto mm-hmm. part of the scene. Where there's like a fence. Yes. We didn't actually cross the track, but the tracks that happened. No, no, no. The second set of tracks was right there. We didn't cross those. And then Where that second train right. went through. But if you had crossed those, you could lean up against the fence and look down on the first set of tracks where everything was going on. So we couldn't actually see anything. All that I was able to see, I don't know what you saw, were, were like paramedics wearing blue gloves on the side of the hill leading down. So I knew they found something. And then we walked back to the group. And, and later in the news that night, it, it was released that someone had intentionally stepped in front of the train. Yeah. And gotten hit there, and that they had pictures of them bringing up a body bag. It took six men to carry yeah. up the bag, and they described they didn't release the identity. I keep checking, um, but they said that it's a white male with dark hair and a beard. Yeah, because the body was so mutilated, they have to probably pull teeth samples oh, to figure out who God, it's from. God, it's so fucked, and yeah. I can't imagine the. And I was thinking about the conductor hitting it. Not really being sure. It's nighttime, but you felt the impact. And no, then he stopped. saw him. I know. I know. To get out of the way. I know. But even if he didn't see it or didn't believe his eyes, you know, you still feel it. You can't deny that. And then when he actually stops, he's in the dark tunnel. It's probably not dark, but he's in a tunnel. That would be surreal to me. Ending like killing someone and then he being in a tunnel. Has severe PTSD oh my god! Him. I'm sure there. I've heard stories about that. The way it affects everyone that like works the tracks. The people yeah. who have to clean it up. It's so fucked. So we turned around, walked past the street, and then got into our car and left. Um, mm. But yeah, we didn't find out until like maybe a couple hours later yeah. on Twitter first that um, a Someone man had been involved had been with a hit from a train. And then we found out the next day that the man had intentionally stepped in front of the train. The conductor just, said he intentionally walked yeah. into the path of his train. You researched a story for us. Yes! Yes, so I've been working on this since, let's see here, April 10th. It is now April 20th, 420. Hey! Hey! Oh my god, our first episode will be on 420. Oh, recording on 420, amazing. (laughs) Yes, so, so I'm from a little town... What? Wait, what is the subject of this? Are we, are we saying it's more true crime? This is true crime, crazy shit that happens in your hometown. Okay, cool. I'd say it's like... It's a mix of all of our favorite things. Like, there's true crime, there's drugs, there's conspiracy. There's a lot. That's awesome. And it happened in my hometown. I'm so excited. So, 
this is a big story. I started writing this on the 10th and ever since I started researching it, it's been driving me crazy not telling Stevie because every time I read a new detail about it, I'm like, holy shit, that totally changes the whole fucking thing. I gotta tell Stevie. And like, I it got to the point where I couldn't work on this with her in the room anymore because I'd be like, what? Like, I just read something out loud in disbelief and my mind would be so blown. And then Stevie's like, don't fucking tell me. Like, I almost played her the 911 calls. Almost, yeah. Okay. I have them. Should we? We'll get. We'll talk about. We them might. When we get yeah, there. we might. Good. There are a you lot of details. You can always upload them to social media. That's true. Mm, that's a lot, though. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm from Westlake. That's a big detail. If you want to look up the story, Westlake is a key thing that you'll have to put in the search bar. And um, my sources. I'm nervous to tell you now because I'm worried it's not good enough. That's okay. Okay. All right, my sources were cleveland.com. I used some articles by Adam Faris, and the, this is an amazing source, theclevelandjewishnews.com. Awesome. They were so detailed. They were really bros. Like, they had the 911 calls posted. That was the only place I could find it. Whoa. They were insanely detailed, and they had one article that was about him. It had, like, his background. It had his life, and it had really detailed of the day, of, like, what happened. Wow. And then they also had a follow-up article from the point of view of his wife. Of, like, her background, the day of, leading up to the day of, and how she's coping in the aftermath. You found some pretty incredible sources. I think that's why the story's going to be good, because I'm those sources so excited. blew my mind. So, and those articles were by Amanda Cohn. So, cool. thank you, Amanda and Adam. <laughs> Alright, so, we're getting right into it. This man, the story centers around a man. His name's Brett Luengo. I think that's how you say it. We'll go with it. He's Jewish and Hispanic, so I don't know if I should... Right? Like, interesting combination. Brett Luengo? 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 It could Luenho. be the Spanish, or it could might be more of a Jewy, like a Jewish pronunciation. Don't look at me like that. Luengo. Luengo. We'll go with that. We'll Luengo? Go with that. That's how I read it in my head when we'll I've been researching that. it. Okay. Jewish, Yiddish. We can do corrections next time. We probably will have to. So, I think when they said it on the news clips I watched, it was Luengo. Really? That makes more sense. Luengo. Yeah, okay, so Brett Luengo, 33. (laughs) Um, As I said, he was Hispanic and Jewish, and he was, uh, like, a big community leader in Westlake and in the, like, Cleveland area because, um, yeah, he was very involved in both those communities and, like, city council shit. Wow. So, he was... He was tight with the mayor and the rabbi and like the mayor of Westlake and the rabbi of the, like a, I forget where it was. It was in Cleveland, like a big Cleveland temple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, this is his hometown too. Like he went to high, Westlake high school. He was a tennis star there. And then after Westlake, he went on to Emory university, which is in Atlanta. He majored in economics and minored in Latin American studies. So he's like into business. Um, and he was described as, like, a frat star at Emory. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. <laughs> he actually, I know, business majors, he actually met his wife at a party there where he, she described him as, like, a frat, frat boy, like, player. Um, he was a current student. She was a prospective student. And she said he was, he was too much of a partier and she was a serious student. So she, they didn't, like, get together then. <laughs> but nine years later, he messaged her on Facebook after, like, he moved back to the Cleveland area. And because he was tagged in a picture with her. And he went back and found her profile through that and messaged her on Facebook. The power of creeping through Facebook. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be flattered or, like, ew. <laughs> but 
I don't know. You can search so deep into somebody's Facebook. Oh, you can get so deep. So he was reunited with her then. They, like, got together. He's super intelligent. He spoke multiple languages. He was described as articulate, caring. He, someone, I think it was, like, the city council president, described him as saying he wanted to be the best at everything, but in a good way. Wow. You know, like, he was, once he picked something up, he got really, like, he was persistent. Dedicated. Very dedicated mm-hmm. from super well-educated. Um... So, just very smart and, and like, a people person, too, like, caring. Yeah. So, he was the CEO and vice president of a business that his dad founded in Westlake. So, he's also, like, a big businessman. Okay. Not only, like, a community leader, like, like just, he's a big deal. Constructability Incorporated. It's a construction business founded by his dad. He was also described as a workaholic by his wife. Um, and she used the word mensch. Mensch? describing him which is Yiddish for a person of integrity and honor interesting so he has very very good like character descriptions based on the people around him and he got married in early March of 2017 to it's either like Marley or Marie Lee I think it's Mar- Marley M A R I E like Marie uh uh-huh. L Y Marily? Marily? It might be Marily. I'm gonna go Marily. Okay. Okay, we're gonna cut that. He was married to his wife in early March of 2017, so her name's Marily, she's now 31, and they had two wedding ceremonies, one in Puerto Rico, which is where she's from, like she was an international student, and one in Westlake, and that was officiated by the mayor. So... Two ceremonies, very, like, international, big picture. He was a huge proponent, speaking of international, for founding the Sister City program with Westlake. So one was in Ireland and one's in South America. Oh, God. So we have, like, sister cities that we do ceremonies with. I don't know really what else you do. We have the same thing. Got you. my hometown. So he founded that in ours. Like, it wasn't a thing. And he was a big supporter of the arts. He enjoyed, like, eclectic films and music. So really well-rounded guy. And his religion was super important to his relationship, at least. I don't know how it was for him personally. But the wife says that Judaism was a fabric of their marriage. And they were trying to have kids. They made the decision to start a family a few months before this incident that I'm about to tell you about. Oh, sad. And the wife says... This is a quote. Their goal, our goal was to eventually open a small Jewish preschool on the west side so their, our children would not have to commute to the east side for a Jewish education. Our very cornerstone of being Jewish was to have kids that are better Jews than ourselves. So she seems very, like... Dedicated to her faith. Heavily, yeah, exactly. Um, so leading up to the day... Um, he, like, a week or so before this happened, he mm-hmm. got really sick with flu-like symptoms. Whoa. Um, including a fever, rash, and vomiting. And he took the day off work, which was very concerning to his wife, because he, like, never does that. Yeah. Um, but took his phone and computer to bed and worked from home. And then also, I don't know if it was the same day or... I think it was the same day he took off work. He still went into a Chabad service um, to be, like, this... I forget what the word is, but it's like a servant to the rabbi, like the rabbi assistant, basically. Like, he still went to, to um, a service at the temple. Yeah, this guy is so much more productive than I am. If right? If I get full leg symptoms, I am, I, 
I don't get off the couch. I'm taking I, the month off school. Yeah. I tried to think of something better for couch potato, but nothing came to my no. head. I tried to be clever. I'm not. If I'm <laughs> sick, I'll, I'll fucking be sick. I'm not that stressed. Oh my gosh. No, I literally surround myself in blankets. And then right. I, have, I ask Mitchell very nicely to bring me food because I don't even want to get up. So like you said, you know, he's very productive, super like business oriented, super really efficient guy. Um, so that's leading up to it. And then this is... The day of. Okay. This starts to insane. Okay, so this is May 24th, 2018. He's been married for just over a year. Um, was sick, like, the week before. Went to service anyways. Appears to be feeling better. He, the day, this is all the day of, keep in mind. Okay. He had a successful business movie, mm-hmm. m- movie, wow, business meeting. <laughs> and then on the way home, he bought fast food and movies and went home, mowed the lawn, and set up the couple's hammock in their house, like, on their property. Oh. In the yard. Yeah. So he's, like, home, taking care of shit. It's in the evening. It's probably, like, 7. She goes off to um, a meeting with... What was it? Hold on. Let me get my notes. So it's unknown what happened now between when he set up their hammock and, like, 7.30, because... She um, was at a meeting at the Cleveland Police Union to discuss police interaction with the Hispanic community and then, like, checked her phone, had a bunch of missed calls from Brett. And that's when she knew, like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So so we don't know what happened, where he is. There's a, there's a gap in the timeline here that otherwise is super specific. Um, Brett called his parents okay. and said he loves them and that he would miss them. And then he hung up. <gasps> And he Oh, did... I just got... I just got huge chills. Yeah. No, this gets insane. Okay, keep going. Okay, so... <laughs> Buckle it. <laughs> Buckle up, fuckers! <laughs> so he called them, said, I, I love you and I will miss you. Hung up. Did not return any of their calls after that. Page two! Are you in it now? <laughs> a bit of a slow start, but we're fucking in it. Okay. We're here and we're moving. So, okay, I'm going to start up my computer. We're going to play the 911 calls. Okay. The next thing, the next known thing that he does is he called the Westlake police <gasps> twice. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. Not just once. so amazing already. I I'm fucking told you. Mind. Oh, cause, mostly because he is so built up in the public eye. Yes, he was like a f- public figure. That all of a sudden for him to make that phone call, like, my mind is just bewildered of what could yeah. happen in that time when his wife left and like I know what set him off and him calling his parents he also was like on the board of um the Cleveland Orchestra like wow. like he was very involved and not just in like oh a big like Jewish community leader but like he had so many his reach was very wide not yeah. just in the local but in like Cleveland Cleveland yeah so this is his first call to the Westlake police. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try to play it for so that the the mic picks it up, but if it doesn't, we can like edit it in later. I have it yeah. downloaded. Oh. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Both of these are like less than a minute. Here's the first call. After calling his parents and hanging up. Westlake police, how can I help you? Hello, I'm a drug dealer. I'd like to turn myself over. Okay. Where are you? Um, I'm in Westlake on Cracker Road and Hilliard intersections. On Cracker at Hilliard? Yes, and I'm very concerned for a person right now. Okay, what are you concerned for? I'm concerned for a young lady that's volunteering at the Cleveland Clinic right now. 
Okay, why are you concerned about her? Because I need her, I need to get her help right now. Okay, well, I need to get her help. she needs help. Is she on drugs? And that's where the recording for the first one stops. <gasps> but what? I forgot to mention this. His, his wife is a volunteer at the Cleveland Clinic. So I think he's referring to his wife. Okay. I was about to say, how does he know about this random person who works for Cleveland Clinic? His wife was a volunteer there. Volunteer. Yeah. Um, so I hope they could hear it. He he says, I'm a drug dealer. I want to turn myself in. He gives his location, says he's concerned about this person. Yeah. That's that's all the useful information we can get from this call. And then um, this is wild. Are you ready for the second one? Absolutely. That's the first one. Here's the second one. Okay. Brett Lorenzo. Classic, please. How can I help you? Yes, ma'am. Did I get your attention? For what? Ma'am, did I get your attention when I called earlier? That I'm yes. a drug dealer? Yes. Okay, I'm pulling over on the road right now. I'm pulling over McKinley on I-90 West. I need help. I need help. I'm being. I'm going to be. I'm going to be killed by three witches. I swear. I have proof of this. If you take me to my house, two nine eight zero zero Hilliard Oak Lane, I can prove it. I can. I, I've uncovered it. Can you go to your I house? I need your help. I need your help. I need police protection. No, I can't go okay. to my house. What's my parents are coming to kill me. I'm, I'm, my name is Brett Luengo. I'm on McKinley. I'm a homosexual man. And if you have training, you'll know that I'm about to kill myself. I need I need help. I'm, if you can call Lakewood, Lakewood Police, please call please call Lakewood Police. Okay. And then I need you what to get in touch with my parents. My parents are very good people. My parents are very good people. Okay, what type I, of vehicle are you in? I'm in a silver Volkswagen Atlas. And you're stopped on the highway? I can explain I can explain everything. Okay, and you're stopped and on the highway? People involved. There are good people involved that we can save lives. Sir, are you stopped on the lives. highway? No ma'am, I'm at I'm right now I'm at South Marginal. I'm at South Marginal with a street called Woodward. I need you to pull over somewhere. Otherwise I can't help you. Oh, okay. I understand. So can you pull over and tell me where you are? Uh, I can't do that right now. I can't do that. Sorry. And that's when he hangs up on the second call. <gasps> three, right? Three witches, witches are chasing me. They're trying to kill me. I have proof. My parents are good people. There are good people involved. We can save lives. He's giving his location, but won't stop. And he so the, during this whole call, he's driving while he's having this, like, three witches are chasing me. Come to my house and help me. I cannot stop for anyone. I need police protection. The weird thing is, he's like, I need police protection. And they're like, we can't give it to you. He's like, okay, I understand. Goodbye. There's a lot yeah. going on. Also that he's a drug dealer. He, he's a homosexual man. There's so much thrown in there. Like, what? A homosexual man? He has no, like, record of that. He might be, but there's, like, no. I just... Right? Interesting. I can explain everything. I will explain everything. Do you want to see his picture real quick? No. We'll post this on I'm our Instagram. I'm out right now. That's him. Okay. Okay. I have so many chills. I am fucking shook as well. So we'll post his picture so you guys can see it. Are you ready to keep going? We're n we're not even halfway through this. Oh like my gosh. the, the yes. event itself. Yes. We're we're halfway through the story, but the event itself. Okay. So he called the police twice. There's another little gap in the timeline. We don't know what happened there. Um, but at some point, he's crashed his car on the highway on oh, I-90. Okay. So he called them twice, played that. Oh, 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 the police went to his house. He gave his address. The parents were there that he called and hung up on. His parents were there. They flagged down the police, said that Brett had called and, you know, that 
and told the police what he said on the call that he loved them would miss them hung up and that he would not answer the return calls so they were like hey this is happening um and he wouldn't give the police his location like he wouldn't stop for them um and they they tracked his cell phone to the side of i-90 so that's what's going on on the police side wow, with the yeah. family the wife has no idea what's happening right now mm-hmm. she's not involved yet um so now we're cutting to what we know from witnesses and there are so many videos of this event it's a lot there's a lot out there because it, it was like broad daylight broad daylight you know it was in the evening but it was yeah people were around noticeable. for sure and it was in the summertime um it was still light at this point yeah. so he crashed his car and initially two people pulled off like two separate vehicles pulled off to help he went to a woman's car first and began attacking her <gasps> and he was choking her and dragged her from the car by her neck oh my god so at this point the person in the second vehicle was a man in his work car he grabbed a wrench from his work truck and hit brett on the head with it so brett began bleeding he has like a face full of blood now so yeah. more people are pulling off because they see this bleeding man wandering and there's like something happening so more people are like witnessing and pulling off and like wow so um he goes okay okay he after getting hit he began wandering looking for more people to attack like just like wandering up to other cars another man pulled off thinking that the bleeding man brett needed help and he started attacking him but stopped and went to a second woman's car and this woman had two children in the back of her car. I don't fucking know why she stopped. I'm sorry, but if I have, like, kids in my car... Keep going. I don't have kids. But, like, if I did, if I were babysitting or if they were my own kids, I'm sorry, I'll call the police. I'm not stopping. Yes. Let alone stopping sure. and having your doors unlocked. What the fuck? Because he went up to the second woman's car and tried to grab the two kids from the back of the car, getting blood on both of them. So he's back there, like... Terrifying. Oh, my God. It fucking berserk, absolutely off the wall. Like, just opening her car doors and trying to get trying getting at her kids. He's just trying to hurt people now. Wow. Yeah. So at this point, a deputy who was doing radar nearby arrived on the scene. Oh, thank God. As he was reaching into the car for the like trying to get at the kids. Yeah. So now Brett's distracted by the deputy, begins trying to attack the deputy who was a Cuyahoga County Sheriff. Um officer named sergeant kevin campbell so kevin sergeant campbell i'll call him sergeant officer campbell or officer being like kevin (laughs) sounds a little too casual so so the officer's ordering for him to surrender and brett's refusing and also while he was um getting at the different people yeah he was screaming things about how he was high on pcp and that he molests children (gasps) like he was yelling all these things all these terrible things yeah and wow. and when the wrench guy hit him, Brett was yelling at the guy to kill him. He was like, kill me, like, shoot me. Oh As he's going around attacking people, screaming that he's, like, drugged up and, and a drug dealer. And, and all of these terrible things about molesting children. Yeah, being a child molester. Um, so the officer was, like, ordering him to surrender. He refused and started yelling back at the officer to shoot and kill him. Wow. And he during this he's attacking the officer too and he he just can't de-escalate him so the officer used the stun gun um and a witness estimated that he used the the taser about 10 times on this man um one time it had like knocked him to the ground yeah. and and he's still coming at the officer trying to get the gun <gasps> from him 
And at one point, he he's tased again. And this shit blows my mind. He rips the prongs of the taser from his body and comes at the deputy, who is oh. backing up and warning him. Like, warning him. Yeah. Begging him. At this point, it's not even, like, reasoning anymore. It's, like, begging. Um, and so he... He lunges at the deputy one more time, and the sheriff has his gun out by now, and shoots him once in the middle of the chest. He falls down, like, rides for a moment. You can see the whole video. It, It's a lot. Wow, there's a video out there of that There's that a bunch part. from a different angles, yeah. All of it. Oh all of it that starts after the deputy gets there <gasps> is on video from oh different people. My. I watched them all. Yeah. Um, so after he gets shot, he's like, falls down, then sits up and tries to get up, like, reaching for the deputy <gasps> still. Who, like, kicks him and is still, like, holding the gun on him. Like, yeah. like kicks him to get down. Like, don't fucking get up. Um, so then he, like, is still. You know, he, like, sits and lays down. Uh, the ambulance shows up. They give him CPR and take him to Metro in critical condition where he later died. And they never got any answers from him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So what's your initial thought? Drugs? Yes. That right? He's, like messed up on pcp like you said but it's maybe he's taking it so many times that maybe this was the time that like it all built up and released like because that can happen can that happen am i wrong can that happen i don't heroin i don't know if you just like you you take your um a regular drug user of Mm -hmm. that of those really really hard drugs like heroin and crack and pcp yeah and you think that there might be that one time where you're like, I can do more. It's fine. I do it all the time. And it, that is the amount that just pushes, pushes you. It. Oh, that's what I, that's what I thought of. And that's why he's also recognizing that he took that too much amount. And he's like, just kill me. Cause it, it, to him, it feels like it won't ever end. Yeah. But he's at the same time having all of these crazy <sighs> things happening where Witches are chasing him. Yeah. And he has to attack all these people. And like, but at the same he's time, just he's having for this self realization mm. that he can't stop. Mm-hmm. That's that's what. So so, so you think like hard drugs? Absolutely. That's yeah. what everybody thought initially. The witnesses were saying like I looked into his eyes and it was just like he wasn't even a person anymore. Wow. Like it was someone. I've seen people messed up. I I looked at the witness videos too, and one man was like, I've seen a lot of messed up people in my time. That was definitely one of them. You know, he was just so far gone there wasn't much of a person there, you know, saying shit like that. And everybody, that was everyone's theory. The wife said that everyone came to her and was like, oh, it's definitely this drug or this drug. My initial thought, I was guilty of that too. I was like, fucking angel dust. Because angel dust is a a hard drug that people do when they like lift cars and throw them at people. They're so strong they can't feel pain. Or they do insane shit. Um, So I was thinking hard drugs, angel dust. The toxicology report came back. And it only found the following substances in his system. Caffeine, codeine, which is found in nicotine. Mm-hmm. He was an occasional smoker. And THC. And THC is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. The amount found in his blood was 5.5 nanograms per milliliter of one type of THC. And then another type, there was 1.5 nanograms per milliliter. So that's a total of just seven, right? Seven mm-hmm. nanograms per milliliter. And to be charged with intoxication, you have, the level must be 50 nanograms per milliliter or higher. Wow. So he wasn't, like, he was known to be an occasional smoker of weed. His wife said that, mm-hmm. that he never did any drugs besides sometimes smoking weed. Um, oh, fuck. 
Um, oh, she just hit I just your... hit my septum piercing. Um, and blood tests for THC are really controversial because it's probably, it's possibly not accurate because the concentration in the blood diminishes, diminishes rapidly after smoking, but you can still be feeling high. Like, yeah. it's not proportionate. It just goes really fast through your blood. So that's why they usually do, like, other types of samples. But So he could have been high, but it was such a trace amount that it was, like, so it's extremely unlikely unless the test was fucked up bad somehow. Yeah. So he just had nicotine and caffeine and, like, that tiny amount of THC. Okay. So what happened, right? Yeah. The medical examiner ruled the cause of death to be homicide. And the only other thing on the autopsy was listed under anatomic diagnosis. It said some histopathologic, histopathologic changes in brain. So I looked that up. I was like, what is histopathologic? That means it's caused by disease. Whoa. So he had some disease-caused brain changes that they noticed. So it could have been, like, tumors, dementia, hypoxia, which is when you're deprived of oxygen, or other infections or diseases. So remember when he was, like, a, he was sick? Yeah. With flu-like symptoms a week ago? Um, so the brain possibly could have been infected or affected by an infection, like, if it were meningitis, which is, yeah, it could could have shown in a similar which is fashion. Something that he could have had when right, he was which, sick was meningitis. Right, and his brain is still dealing with the infection. So that's what the the wife thinks. And the sergeant Sergeant Campbell was placed on administrative leave while it was being investigated by like the Cleveland Deadly Force Task, whatever. Um, and it was deemed reasonable and was commended at a press conference by a Cuyahoga County executive. Um, he's back on duty now. Yeah, absolutely. As of October 25th, 2018, the, it's still under investigation. No further updates have been given about wow. the, like, actual investigation. Wow. And then the aftermath, we still don't know the cause of his psychotic breakdown. His wife had his sperm extracted, because remember how they started, oh, they decided to start a family? Kids, yes. So, from his dead body, they did an extraction, and she's debating whether or not to continue trying to start a family without him. No. That's what she says. It's like an ethical thing. It's, it's, she's debating whether or not to do it. And um, the, the family released a statement that I think is a good thing to end on before we discuss it because this is fucking wild. Um, this is a quote. While continuing to struggle with his sudden passing on May 24th, the family of Brett Luringo wishes to extend its gratitude to the Good Samaritans who stopped to assist Brett subsequent to his automobile accident on the evening of May 24th, 2018. Brett's family would also like to acknowledge the quick response of area police and paramedics. Brett was a beloved husband and son, a successful business executive, and supporter of the arts in his local community. He was articulate, well-spoken, highly intelligent, and a loving man who is and always will be sorely missed. The behavior observed on that fateful evening was completely out of character for Brett, and the family has as many questions as ever, as everyone else. This incident it by no means defines the way in which Brett lived his life, which has sadly come to an untimely end. Wow. And that's where my story stops. So what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Ending so, there. First of all, yes. I want to talk about her possibly thinking about having kids Continuing without him mission. using his extracted sperm. Like... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, let's talk about it first. Wait, what's your, what's your, um... I don't think she should do it. Well, no, but what's your reasoning? Is it because he was dead when it was extracted, or is it because of the incident? 
because of the incident, the incident. It's my full thing because obviously his full intention as of what she has to say about it because we don't truly know but as mm-hmm. of his what she has to say his intentions were that he wanted to do that with her so obviously i think he would be okay with it um because it sounded like something they had planned together from her angle again i don't know yeah but it's a like i i mean i mm, i get it from that point of view but i would just be so worried that something like that could repeat again and yeah because especially if it has to be something that deals with brain chemistry exactly that can easily be inherited it through could be genetics genetic. yeah so that would be my only thing where i'd be like oh maybe not because i don't want something like this to ever happen again because right. she probably doesn't want to go through this again no oh she also they had some statements from her i didn't put the any of them in my piece mm-hmm. but um her so saying that her heart really goes out to the people involved who tried to help him, especially the children, and that she thinks about it daily, and it's her, her biggest regret that, like, he tried to cause harm to the people who were helping him. Wow. That was something else she said. That she, that's, like, her biggest... That was in the same article that was talking about, like, that she has the sample and might yeah continue on to try to start a family without him. What do you think, Mitchell? Do you have any thoughts on this mm-hmm. crazy-ass fucking story that was so well-researched? So many layers thank to you, it. Thank you, Jody. Sure. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was thoroughly researched. It I was, did a lot. It was incredible. <laughs> I gotta step up my game for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to you, and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta do better. <laughs> <laughs> like, I now want to change what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> oh, no. Yours is so good. Thank you. Oh, mine's interesting. <laughs> mine, mine's. I think mine's a different. Since mine's a different topic, it's mm-hmm. not true crime. I think I'm just. Not... Is this true crime though? Would you consider it true? Oh crime? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like well, it's like kind biology of. meets true crime. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. 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 It's a mystery. Like, yeah. It's, it, yeah. It does so, seem like his brain chemistry happened, was right? altered in a very drastic <clears throat> way. That just like. I can't imagine him... what happened though in the like an hour like that all happened within an hour of him seeing his wife like it was. I don't know if it was exactly an hour, but it was something, something like a there. short amount of time. She had just seen him. That's true, too. I forgot about how short it happened. Yeah, this happened really... Like, the reason why it seemed so long is because so much fucking happened. It all happened so fast. Yeah. That took me almost as long as the incident itself to tell that story. Wow. Yeah. The, the thing I don't understand is still the point. It's like when he called his parents and was like, oh... Okay. It was like the most rational thing, and then he just started doing. I love crazy. you, and I'll miss you. And yeah, and then, then he started. Yeah, and then he started just. He must have known like a lunatic that... and being a madman and trying to like kill people, <clears throat> like. You know what I'm wondering? Hmm. What if he had planned an overdose? Oh! Oh! Yeah, something that might not show up on the drug test. I'm sure there are substances. Yes. In a way where he would call his parents and say that, Mm -hmm. and then something happened. He didn't take enough. And it caused him to go into, like, maybe a delirious state. That's the thing, with the brain swelling. Because if you overdose on Tylenol, your brain swells. That's what I was about to say. It could be something as easy as, like, Tylenol, which I guess could have, would have shown up in the autopsy, right, though? I'm not sure what they test for. I, I would assume I so since it's so common. I don't know either. Maybe we'll touch base on that in our next episode just to yeah, if we see remember. what we said <laughs> that. 
Um, but it could have, I wonder if it was something like that. Uh, yeah. That's honestly a really logical way to string it all together. What were you going to say, Michelle? I think there's also some assumptions. You just can't assume that everyone who's doing autopsies are of, like, equal that, yeah, ability. Yeah, so, like, true. things can be overlooked by... I like to think so. <laughs> I would, but, all, but it's not a perfect world. But yeah. also, like, Absolutely. are we allowed to ask, like, what his life insurance was and, like, if any sort of things mm. like that had changed that were perhaps not allowed to look back. I mean, that's, it's kind of, it's bad to ask that, but. Wait, do you think that someone, like, did that to him? Or no, he did it because of whatever reason. If there was, like, a bad business deal or something. Like, what if he was in debt to, like, Mm. sharks or something crazy like that? Because if he was doing drugs and they were hard drugs, like, they potentially could have been very expensive. But nothing showed up. Okay, so that's a crazy that's theory. We don't know that that's a wild theory, though. But it doesn't have to be like... that. But I'm just saying, like yeah. the life insurance thing—that's not a huge. That could like that's pretty. Ha- that's pretty common. Like if you are in debt, or, like, I'd be curious sort of to know about the yeah. Well, yeah. the play off of Mitchell's point a little bit is like maybe something since he was so heavily work minded. Yeah, that maybe something happened drastically bad at work with work, and he. Could not know. He did not know how to deal with it. So yeah. it could have been something like life insurance, where like, you know what I mean, like something like that had just drastically sure. changed. And he's like, "What? I work steady like this, and I work hard. This so is that all this I know. is guaranteed for me." And then yeah. maybe it was taken from him, and he's like, "Whoa!" And his he just freaked could be out. Yeah. yeah, something like that could have happened. And that's the thing is like, if something like that does happen. It, you, we wouldn't know unless she decided to share it with us. But even then, she might just blow that off and be like, "Ah, oh, like he would do it because of that." Mm-hmm. When really, she, she doesn't quite know. I mean, she does. You get what I mean? Like, I do. To yeah, be she could some, be like in denial about it. Yeah, like or, yep, it's different yeah. to be the person. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? So, of course. <sighs> wow. Yeah. And also, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Go. <laughs> I was just gonna add one more thing to the story. Yeah. Go. They had um. Like, the, the city councilwoman who who talked about him earlier and the, a lot of stuff from the man. A lot of quotes from him about how, like, oh, I had just seen him a few weeks ago and he was so happy and talking about how his marriage is the best thing to happen to him. You know, it was a lot of, like, the mayor being, like, it was the happiest I've ever seen him, like, a few weeks before. Wow. Right? That's crazy. The rabbi said similar things. Yeah. That's insanity. Wow. Yeah. What were you going to say? That's all for my, my story. My other thing was, um, I definitely agreed that the uh, sheriff officer should have gotten should have gotten commended on that. That yeah. was yeah. I totally agree with that because he, he, he did them. all he could do to warn him and to get him to stop without causing like mm-hmm. to, without shooting him basically. Mm-hmm. So, I think he handled the situation so well, despite all of the circumstances. Yeah, it's all on video. If you look it up, if, I think if you just Google his name, but Brett Luengo, or, like, I think, I in the beginning, I didn't even know his name. I just searched, like, Westlake businessman killed by police. Yeah. And I found all of this, all these incredible sources. There's a lot. Wow. A lot of it's redundant, but mm-hmm. there's some really good sources out there. Oh, my God. What a good yeah. first episode. Do you have anything uh. else to add? No, I think that's all my thing. I I desperately want to know. I think so does everybody in that town. Probably oh my god, I happened, know. But I know. I think that was interesting too. The way they put it in their family statement that we have as many questions as you, like yeah, almost as like don't even fucking like we don't know. So yeah, don't ask stop us. asking. Yeah. So um, yeah, everybody definitely wants to know because and 
Well, here's my thing. Do you think anyone will ever know? No. Do you think we'll ever find out? I don't think so, and that's what drives me insane. Do you think it's just going to be a cold case? Yeah. That goes nowhere. Is that what that's called? When, I, when, when you run you out of... When there's no solution. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Ooh. Well, cold case is more of like when you don't know who did something. Like, we know what happened. We just don't know why. Yeah, I don't know if I've classified it as a cold case. It's still open as of, like, October 2018. Yeah. Okay, so cold case is when you don't know who it is. I think so. I don't really know. Mm, okay. That's my either. understanding. Mitchell, you too? Yeah. Mitchell concurs. That's how I feel about it. We're going to make a unified decision that yeah. that is now the definition. Go. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's done. Oh. So I don't think we'll ever know. I want to know so bad. I know. I know. It's going to keep you up at night. You're going to be trying to piece together something that could have happened. Because there's so much to it, right? So many layers. I just... Oh. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Well done. Thank you. Well fucking it done. It was a lot. Do you see why it was killing me not telling oh, you? Oh, totally, yeah. Oh, my God. It was I would have lost me. my mind. Yes, yes. That's why I was so insistent. I was like, we need to record tonight. <laughs> That's the way I've been for, like, the past week every time yeah. we've hung out. I'm like, hey, what if we what if we do it? <laughs> yeah, mine's starting to get pretty good. Good. Okay, honestly. yeah. Thicken her up. Let's it's starting it. to become pretty, pretty well... Um, Developed? Developed. There we go. Yes, thank you. I got you. Uh, So, yeah, next episode should be hopefully good. I'm going to work my ass off. Might not be comparable to yours because yours was amazing. I don't think I'm ever going to top that, honestly. (laughs) Hey, guys, just so you know, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, we're done. done. Um, Thank you for listening to the first one. Thank you so much. I'm Jody. (laughs) Stevie's here. And Mitchell, this has been To Be Blunt. Bye. Bye. Bye.